0: And welcome to the Post Chapel Podcast here at Kentucky Wesleyan College Campus Ministries. Thank you for tuning in. Each week we get the chance to go a little deeper and break down our weekly chapel service. So let's get into it. Today we are joined by our host, Sean Toms. Hey. Leslie Loman. Hello. And Elizabeth Collier. What up, what up? (laughs) So we're so excited to get into um, what we've been talking about. And specifically, like if you have been listening, we've been going over our Wesleyan way. So we had gone over Honor. And we're making our way through support right now, which is exciting because it's a new word and new things to learn about and new ways to see God move in that. So we're going to get right into it with
1: support.
2: Uh, thank you for hosting. You're yeah. doing a good yeah. job. And uh, ladies, thank you all for joining us here. Um, it's a uh, It's a blessing to be able to be a part of what God's at work doing on our campus and in and through some of those core value things that uh, we have as an institution. And uh, this is actually the day that we're recording. This is Wesleyan Way Day, and uh, it's the anniversary of our former president, President uh, Emeritus Bart Darrell, who introduced the Wesleyan Way and those four tenets. And so it's cool that we are talking about one of those topics embedded in uh, the Wesleyan Way today. It's pretty cool. Uh, It's one thing to say you're something it's completely another to kind of live that out live into it and have integrity around that and so uh, we started with um, honor and did three different chapel services on honor and they were really good ben Umfrey and tony shouse and jonathan bonar and then we started this week with with me and what can we do to show support And uh, ladies, I'd love for you all to just kind of give some general thoughts on uh, to get us started on what you all feel about support or anything that stuck out early on to you regarding what support is, you know, and I kind of started with the definition of what support is as, as we understand it in the Wesleyan way, and that's to promote the interests of others and the causes of others and to uphold and build up and advocate for other people and to help them in any way we can and to assist others in any way we can. And then, you know, one of the ones that I like so much about support is when we come alongside or to act with uh, someone else and uh, it's, support is rooted in others and not in us uh, any any thoughts elizabeth
0: yeah so um i really liked how you started out kind of with the definition of support because i think some people can have different views on what support is um and so for me like my favorite part when you were talking about it was how it's for the causes of others and how we have to focus in on support to be for others and not be selfish about like Mm -hmm. our own selves um and so within that like just seeing and seeking out to be that definition of support in my own self and also others like i just want people to understand what it means for us
2: leslie Yes. I was just
1: going to say, I love that you read the definitions as well, um, because it's support others and not fix others. And I think that oftentimes, (laughs) uh, especially me, like when I first became a Christian, I was just like, um, I need to fix everybody. But really, our job is just to be with people and the difference of that and supporting people and being with people is different than just trying to fix them.
2: Mm, That's a good point. It's a good point. Um, so God gave me three different scripture passages, um, to cover three different kind of aspects or examples of support, uh, to be able to kind of start with. And one was from the old Testament book of first Kings chapter 17, verses seven through 16. And it was the, it's about the, the, the widow at Zarephath. And, um, I thought, you know. It was a long time before I ever really remembered the story or had read the story. And uh, so I was curious, had you all heard that story or remember reading that in the Old Testament? Sometimes we read things and we kind of read by certain circumstances. and it, God just brought that back to me kind of f- fresh and new. Uh, it's kind of an amazing story, but had you all, were you all familiar with that?
0: It had been, um, I mean, when you mentioned it, I don't really remember it right. like growing up, and I've right. I've grown up in the church, so I think a lot of the time we focus, you know, more on the passages of the New Testament, Sure. so also digging into the um, stories and examples that there are in the Old Testament is always a great reminder to us, um, and just digging deeper in those to see what kind of example we can be and mm-hmm. how we can be like those um, stories in the Old Testament. in I really enjoyed it and kind of dug a little bit deeper in my own time and kind of after chapel too when I was able to read the other context of it and uh, see more about what that story it's was It's really like. fascinating.
2: <laughs> it's, it's you know, and there's so many fascinating miraculous stories uh we find in the holy scriptures in the old testament and you know around that the fact that here's here's elijah and god is being faithful to him and just miraculously sending him ravens you know and bringing Mm -hmm. bringing food in the morning bringing food in the evening planting him by a brook where he's able to drink water during this time of a drought um in the land. And then the fact that he, that God God sends him, the Lord sends him to a widow at Zarephath to ask for some bread. And the fact that all she has left, she has a son. We don't know any other context around that. We just know that she's a widow and she has a son that she's caring for. We don't know their ages or anything like that, but um, she only had a handful of flour in a jar and then just a little olive oil in a jug. And it was just enough for them to eat another time. Um, And the fact that, you know, the Lord sends Elijah to roll up in there and, you know, she's collecting sticks to, you know, to make the bread and all everything. And he tells her to make him a small loaf first, you know, and um, what, what, what do you all think about that? Can you put yourself in that situation where someone else, is in need of bread but you have you have to eat yourself but then as a parent more importantly I have a I have a son to feed um and then that kind of that uh that crisis of belief that okay I got to test my faith here and what am I going to do any thoughts on that
1: yeah, I think that is, it's incredible, honestly, like just the story, just, it shows just the faithfulness of the Lord. And one point that you made was he never fails when he calls us to support others. And so even if, you know, it looks like we don't have anything else, um, like to give or we're giving everything that we have, like what's left for us, that the Lord will always be faithful when we support others. And when we give it all and ultimately trust God, when he calls us mm-hmm. to support people, mm-hmm. Elizabeth.
0: Yeah, I think even just kind of reflecting on my own life, a lot of the time my bread would be my time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because my my time is it's very valuable, um, and it's it's also ever fleeting as well. It feels like some days time just goes by really fast, but I also feel like the Lord always some somehow some way gives me the time that I need to be there when somebody needs me. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the drop of a hat, I can try and make things work to be there to support others. Um, but also in that, also needing to see, like, where I have to have the time for myself to be also with the Lord, to grow with him. Um, so I think that's kind of how I dug deeper to see, like, what my bread is and what my yeah. my son is in the same story of the yeah. widow.
2: Yeah. That's, that's pretty good because our bread... In, in the context of sharing the story and what's what is it trying to teach us, you know, what can we do to show support to other people? First, we have to define, you know, we can make a loaf of bread, but that's what is our bread? Is it our time? Is it our money? Is it something that we have? Is it a possession that someone else needs to have? Is it uh, is it a, a sacrifice of of prayer and investment in them over a long time? Is it the encouragement that they need, which would require you know, a commitment on our behalf? To, you know What is our loaf of bread that, that we're being asked uh, to give to someone else in support of their need when we have the same or equal need? Um, that's tough it's tough, and so the question that I asked was: um, Are, are you afraid to help or show support to someone else because of what it may cause uh, you to suffer or endure or give up or you know sacrifice in some way? These are hard questions that Holy Spirit asks us if, as as followers of Jesus Christ, when it comes to supporting other people, um, it's not about us. It's about others. And so um, sometimes in, in the world that we live in and we live in a land that is extremely blessed um, and sometimes our comfort overrides the, the need for us to show support to other people in a lot of different ways. Uh, any other thoughts on this one before we move to the second one?
1: one thing sorry um i like that what the question that you just asked and like are there times when it's like uncomfortable and we do it because that's exactly what jesus did on the cross like that in no means was comfortable for him to die on the cross for all of our sins so i think that like it just jesus just shows the example of what that looks like in sacrificing everything that's right on the cross for
2: us Yep, to support us i mean it's the ultimate come
1: alongside
2: and support Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. And so uh, then we moved into uh, the second, second example from Scripture uh, regarding support. And, you know, it's Jesus taught in parables, and probably his most familiar parable uh, that we find in the New Testament Scripture uh, is the parable of the Good Samaritan. Um, and there's so many different core teachings that you can pull from this amazing parable um, but for for this for this teaching this is about supporting another human being in need even if that human being is supposed to be our enemy or someone that is um, standing in direct opposition to us they're on the other side of the aisle or the fence or or the the Whatever it is that that we are dealing with uh, regarding other people, Uh, it's someone that um, in this situation, you know, the the Jews and the Samaritans were enemies. And I mean, they despised each other and they had nothing to do with each other. And they definitely did not have any type of positive, supportive type of. Uh, respectful interaction, and so the moral of the story being humanity should have compassion for humanity, and God created all of us for a reason and for a purpose, and we don't lock eyes with anyone else who God didn't create, and so for us to categorize them or separate them in any way, that's not our job and um so what 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 did you all what did you all think?
0: Um, for me, I kind of thought about back to, um, our Bible study on Monday that we had kind of as, um, interns, uh, for campus ministries, and we really talked about how we can help others, um, and be supportive of them with grace and truth. Um, like how can we be gracious to others, but also be truth to them and speak light Mm -hmm. into them of what the Lord needs us to be to them, but we can't fix them. The only the only way that can change their heart is the Lord changing them. And so while yet they can while they're your enemy, you still need to love. You still need to show compassion. You need to show them grace. You need to show them truth. But the only way you can do that is by living just by example. Yeah. And being that to them. Um, you can't just try and speak, 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 speak and just think they're gonna change or try and change them for them and be like you're being stupid. <laughs> um, and so I think that's I think that's definitely a hard thing in my life because I'm a fixer. And so I really want people to be like, oh, she's right. Like, maybe I should do that. But I know that they won't unless their heart's where they need to be. Mm -hmm. And so I just really want to be that example of how Jesus is teaching in the parable to be just the light and not try and be the person that's trying to change somebody um, and just to love them. And that's what I mean, that's what we're called to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, one point that you made was to live counter to our flesh in, a, in this world, which is so, so, so hard to do. Yes. Um, and, but so easy to say, oh, yeah, I just got to live counter to our flesh um, <laughs> in this world. How easy. Um, but I think that that's so true. And if we just realize like that we're here to serve others. And even in Mark, it says, for even the son of man came not to serve, but to give his life as a mm-hmm. ransom for many. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just our that's our duty. That's our call is to serve and love others well um, and help. Our, our enemies and help those around us and truly live counter to our flesh in yeah. this world.
2: Yeah. Uh, Romans 15, one, one, of the scriptures we mentioned in the, in the chapel message. Now we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not just please ourselves. That translation, um, and not just please ourselves. it's, it's easy when we have strong opinions about things or we have been hurt by other people, uh, when we are being bombarded in our culture with certain messaging about, um, we live in a world that wants to divide and separate. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the opposite of the culture of heaven, which is unity in bringing people together. Jesus died for all. Uh, and all and in, in every translation means all. And um, I just I think it's real important for us to ask a hard question. Is there anyone in your life you are not supporting because they're different from you? Because they look different from you or they have different beliefs or opinions? It's really hard to come alongside and support someone that you don't agree with or someone that you have issue with, or someone that represents something that you don't agree with. Um, but the fact is we're not we're not called um, to make those designations of who deserves our support and who doesn't. Um, we just have to be prayerful about, is the Holy Spirit leading me to respond in the same way that the Samaritan um, responded? Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts before we move on to the next one? No, you all can't see their heads shaking, but that's, that's, that's a no. And so then the last one, um, and I'm going to read some of this scripture here and I just dropped my stuff. So, um, Jesus walks on the water, uh, in the passage of, um, in the new Testament, Mark uh, the gospel of Mark, um, chapter six, 45 through 51, um, and You know, Jesus. um, When you go for context here, it's it's pretty amazing about the just the series of events that happen as Mark uh, shares those with us, and what happens with you know the death of John the Baptist, and then immediately going in and not really having time to pull away and to mourn, and you go right into to teaching and the feeding of the 5,000 there. And then um, right after that, you know, Jesus is pulling away like he does to be with the Father. And um, he he sends his disciples out in the boat to to go on ahead um, to Bethsaida. And, uh, you know, they dismiss the crowds. And when they left later in the night, and this, to me, To me, it's just, this is a a fascinating story. And I'll pick up in verse 47 of chapter 6. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them. Uh, Before I I read, like, here's Jesus who stepped away to be with the Father to have quiet time, to silence, solitude, like he modeled for us uh, so often in the scriptures. And like he, he saw them from the land, from where he was, he saw them struggling. Um, And, you know, shortly before dawn, he went out to them walking on the lake. And like, I didn't get into this in the chapel service, but like that's fascinating to me like jesus just oh i'm going to i'm going to go over there and so he just he's walking on the water i mean this isn't it's not like frozen where you know it's like Shh, you know and you just you just slide out on the ice and you know can you just just the fact that okay early in the morning jesus is just chilling you know walk, walking out walking on the water i mean that's
0: I mean, I know the listeners can't see my face, but my face would be like just think of like the emoji with their mouth wide open, like just, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but it's so natural. Jesus is like, okay, I'll just go. Yeah, <laughs> let me just, I'm just going to walk gonna, out. I'm just going
2: to walk out there, and so there he comes walking on, and you know he was about to pass by them when they saw him and they were terrified because they thought he was a ghost. I mean, this was someone who. I mean, it's only a few, I don't, it doesn't say how long Jesus pulled away to be with the father, you know, wasn't a real long time. So, I mean, it wasn't like they forgot who he was. They, they'd spent a significant amount of time with Jesus and he had just performed the miracle of the loaves and fishes and, and then here they come, but dude's walking on the water. So
0: I think it would be really interesting to, I wish I could see the perspective of like the people on the boat. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If only we could know their story and how they felt. Oh, I yeah, think yeah. it would be yeah. just really interesting and cool to see how their perspective was on it, but mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Uh and so to to finish up the passage they they saw him, they were terrified and immediately he spoke to them and this I mean you we find throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament where god jesus they say take courage it is i don't be afraid um and then this is this is the whole point that the holy spirit led me to is like so many times we see people in need and we see their circumstance and situation and we even address it acknowledge it and maybe pray about it but jesus did something that calmed what was their biggest struggle and that the, I mean, they were struggling to row and to get the boat to where they were going. And when he got in the boat with them, the winds died down. And so in, in their struggle, like Jesus got in the boat with them in the middle of the lake, in the middle of their boat, in the middle of their struggle, and uh, what spoke to me was, wh- where am I not getting into the boat with other people that I need to support, that God's calling me to support? Like, we're not all called to support just anything and everything. Like, the Holy Spirit leads us to do our specific job of supporting the people that God needs us to support and puts in front of us. Mm -hmm. But the fact that sometimes we just go, oh, that's a tough situation. I'll be praying for you. And then we move on. Um, Any thoughts on any of that?
0: Um, I think like kind of my debriefing of it was, Um, like I like I wrote down when you said like there are people all around us in our daily lives that are in their boat in the middle of the lake and being pounded by the wind and they desperately need our support but like I think oftentimes we um, like first have to ask ourselves like are we willing to get out of our own comfort zone to help them Um, because we can be like oh well I'm going through this so I'm not in the right state to support them but like we can also ask ourselves first, are we willing to allow the Holy Spirit to use us? And then are we willing to also come into the boat with
1: them and support
0: them? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. When I, uh, this one, it just got me. I was like, man, <laughs> it's like because they just convicted me, honestly, like of all the times that I've just been like, oh, praying for you. Bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's. Uh it's just crazy and like and I think one thing is that it's not comfortable. Like who wants to go that's right into someone else's boat and like suffer alongside someone? Like that is not comfortable at all. But I think it just shows again the faithfulness of the Lord and that when we do that, like the Lord is faithful and just like what Elizabeth was just saying, like that we can allow the Holy Spirit to use us because he will when we when we climb into the boat with somebody else.
2: And in the world we live in now I mean, this is, this is one of the things that um, God's gotten a bad rap. Uh, the church, um, mainstream denominations, there's a lot of people that are turned off by church, um, by Christianity and a lot of other things, is, and, and with good reason. Like, that's the thing that bothers me so much is with good reason, we, uh, we have been comfortable um, and we have not been as loving and supporting um, as, as the followers of Jesus Christ should be. If we, cause our, if we call ourselves uh, Christian, uh, if we call ourselves disciples of Jesus Christ, then we need to b- start doing a lot less judging and a lot more supporting. We need to do a, a lot more um, coming alongside people and helping as opposed to preaching at people. Um, And you all have already made some great points about it's not our job to fix people and it's not, you know, uh, we, we can't help people out of our own resources when we feel like we don't have any more flour or oil to make some bread. And as Elizabeth said, you know, my, my bread may be that my bread may be my time. Like sometimes we go, I don't have any more time. I don't have any more money. I don't, I don't have it to give mentally, emotionally, physically, but look, like that's where that's where we have limits, but God has no limits.
0: Our God has no limits. He has
2: no <laughs> limits. He's got all the money that we would ever need. He's got all the flour we would ever need. He has all the olive oil that we would ever need. Mm-hmm. He's got it all. He's got all the time. Like we've, we've all experienced God stretching time for us. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I don't have time to get all this done, but God wants me to do this. You do it. And he still helps you get done what you need to get done. I think like, that
0: just exemplifies his faithfulness. Yes, through. yes, Absolutely.
2: yes. We, we should be supporting others out of the, the resources of God and not ours. And so that type of perspective of realizing that the the need around us for us to go and support is huge. But God isn't asking us to go fix all of it Mm -hmm. and to provide all of the resources necessary to do it. All he is asking is for a surrendered, obedient heart that says, God, I I will come alongside that person who's been beaten up. And I'll do whatever you need me to do. And I know that you'll provide for them and for me if you're calling me to do that. I know that if I need to give some bread to this person before I eat, I know that you are faithful to feed me. And in this situation, God, if God, if I need to get in the boat with them, then I trust that you're going to show me and give me whatever I need to be able to get in the boat with them, to show them the support that you need, to be the hands and feet, to be salt and light, to be light and darkness, to be all of those things in the middle of someone's struggle, in the middle of a lake, in the middle of a boat, when they're terrified. And we got a lot of terrified people walking around us without hope, without being loved, with with, uh, seemingly no resources. And we serve a God who has all the resources that we would ever need. First Thessalonians 5.11, therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, supporting one another. Um, It's part of the Wesleyan way. um, And one of the things that um, I said is it's it's the Jesus way. any, any other thoughts before we kind of wrap, wrap this up?
0: I have one more. And I, you like, I like how you closed um, on chapel with that we live in a difficult world with difficult, difficult circumstances, but we serve a God who gave us an unbelievable example with Jesus of what to do when others are struggling. And I think of Jesus just how he meets us exactly where we are. Mm-hmm. And he's not trying to hone in on saying on telling us, oh, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. And that's exactly the example we should be to others, meeting them exactly where they are. If Mm -hmm. that's them walking across campus and just tagging alongside them, asking them how they're doing or sitting down with a person in chapel that's sitting by themselves. Like that just might be their struggle, that they're lonely. And they might need somebody to come alongside them and support them and help them. And it can be the simplest act, just the way Jesus was for Mm -hmm. those in the stories that we read. Um, Just how can we be that example just like he was to them, yeah,
2: how many times have we needed to be supported mm-hmm. and a lot of times it doesn't take a million dollars <laughs> uh, for to feel supported uh, many times it's the smallest things that someone someone does for us that we f- we feel the encouragement and the support that through through those small random acts, and they're not random at all. The Holy Spirit is not <laughs> random. And uh, any any closing thoughts, Leslie? Before.
1: <laughs> Yes, <laughs> um, I think it's important to just know that like we don't have to um, fix ourselves in in order to support somebody else. Like we don't have to um, be like, oh, well, I can't go get in their boat because um, I'm struggling with this, or I have this, or I'm like me, 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 um, because that like defeats the purpose of the gospel. Like the purpose is that we're not, um, we're never going to be like live up to the perfect standard of the law. And that's why we need Jesus. And so I think that when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, like he is going to supply. So even if you don't feel equipped or you don't feel like worthy enough, like Jesus makes you worthy and he makes you equipped. Um, So I think that that's important to remember. um, So you don't have to fix yourself in order to climb into someone else's boat. You just go with them and support them and love them where they're at.
2: That's good stuff. It's good stuff. I really appreciate you all uh, investing in the Post Chapel podcast. And for those who are listening, um, if, if you need support in some way um, and you think that God may be prompting you to contact one of us um, at Campus Ministries at Kentucky Wesleyan College, all of our contact information is on our website. Uh, on the campus ministry page, uh, you can get to our ministry staff. You can get to any of our student leaders. If you're a student and you want to talk to another student, uh, we, we would be honored to come alongside you and support you in any way that uh, you need and that God leads us to. And so uh, we thank you for joining us on on this uh, post-chapel podcast, and we're we're thankful for those who faithfully listen. And if you're listening for the first time, we hope you join us again in the future. Um, I'd love for one of you all to pray us out, if you would, simple closing prayer. You want to, uh, if you, you, you would, Leslie and Elizabeth, <laughs> they're pointing back and forth at each other, so we we're, we'll see. Right? You can, you can uh, somebody want to start and uh, someone want to finish? You can do that. i start. Yeah. I'll, start. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'll finish. Okay. Okay. I'll just like tap you when I want (laughs) to tap out. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time um, just to dive deeper into your word and just have um, just further discussion. Um, And Lord, I just pray for everyone listening that um, they will just trust you in all circumstances and just know your faithfulness and who you are um, and help us to just serve others well and to support others well just as you did.
0: Dear Holy Father, I just I thank you for this time as well. Um, I pray that you help us to be an example, just like Jesus was um, to those around him, and how he supported them and loved them the way um, that he should, and just help us to be that example to them. Um, help us go out through the rest of this week and this weekend and next week to um, support others and love others. Near we pray, Amen.
2: Amen.